We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Monday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Lutarski. I'm joined today by Ben Miller to kick things off with some NBA action. Later on, Chris Benzine is going to join us to talk Monday, Thursday, NFL, uh, FanDuel slate, as well as Week 13 quarterbacks. If you're out there on Twitter, you can give Ben a follow at BenManDoingWork. You can follow me at Jakeski52. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, uh, please... Uh, Take a second to give us a nice rating and review. It really helps us out a, a whole lot. Any and all feedback is always appreciated here. Ben, uh, back in action, back on the NBA train here after a little bit of time off, at least for me. Um, otherwise, uh, get to go home, have a great Thanksgiving, everything everything checking out there? Yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving was great. I got some turkey in What's me. your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Dish? Oh, man. I, I'm just like a potatoes and gravy guy. You Dude, know, I, I that hear you, man. turkey right in there. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. definitely my favorite. Yeah, I like to put just kind of mash it all together with yeah. the stuffing and the gravy on the plate. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only way to do Thanksgiving here. Well, Ben, you know, holidays behind us here. We got about a month to, until Christmas time, and we can take another break. But uh, for now, got to dive back into that Monday NBA slate. I think I'm going to play a little NBA myself tonight here. But uh, the first thing anyone's got to decide when looking at the NBA slate tonight is uh, – Russell Westbrook, twelve thousand two hundred. I mean, that's a Clayton Kershaw price. Of course, I'm a I'm an MLB guy, but your overall top three salary guys are Russell Westbrook, Demarcus Cousins, and Kevin Durant. Westbrook twelve two, Demarcus Cousins and Durant each an even 
$10,000 here. Probably can't fit two unless you go completely scrubs. Uh, definitely can't fit three. But uh, who's the one guy that's got to be in your lineup? Yeah, I mean, despite Westbrook being, you know, 2,000 more than uh, both those other guys, I think it's for good reason. Um, mm-hmm. He's definitely the guy I want in my lineup here. Uh, we've got a decent slate of games. Uh, I believe there's seven. Um, so mm-hmm. there's definitely some value plays out there where that extra salary on Westbrook can be made up elsewhere. Um, you know, Westbrook's been lights out lately. Um, recorded a triple-double in each of his last two games and four out of his last six, uh, which is insane. Um, he's not. I mean, he's not even just like barely getting to that double-digit mark mm-hmm. either. I mean, he's, he had 13 rebounds, 15 assists on Saturday. Um, he's so nasty. I mean, he's averaging almost 60 FanDuel points a game. Yeah. He hasn't had less than 42 in a single game all year long, so he's definitely living up to that price. Right, thing. yeah. It, it, he's so consistent right now. It's 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 definitely a great play. Uh, and that's even before you factor in points um, with the rebound. I mean, he's over averaging over 30 points per game, um, so this guy needs to be played. I, I do understand if you can make an argument for Durant as well. You know, mm-hmm. the Warriors-Hawks game is the, proje- the highest projected over-under there. Um, so he's also a guy that um, played pretty well of late, but he's still got to share reps with Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond back in action. I think he was a little banged up lately, but uh, yeah, yeah. And those are three guys that can can also mm-hmm. go off on any given night, which All you right. know may take down his. Um, Durant's yeah. numbers top. All right. Speaking of the dubs, though, Ben, uh, one guy we got listed here as a potential value play is uh, Clay Thompson at 6,100. You think uh, you like him if you're going to get a piece of that Golden State lineup? Yeah, I think that's pretty cheap. 6,100. We already mentioned it before that it's the highest over under game. Um, so uh, even if you're not using Durant, you probably want to get some kind of piece of that game. Uh, I think Thompson could be that guy for you. He, he really struggled to st- at the start of the season, um, he's, he's putting it together now, though. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot over 50% in five of his last six games. Um, it's a stretch where he's averaged 24.8 points, uh, four rebounds, and 1.5 assists. Uh, so he's heating up, and I kind of like the idea of getting him in my lineup. Yeah, absolutely. you got to buy low on a guy like that. Any other middle-tier guys that you're looking to target this evening? Um, I think Zach Levine may be worth a look at 5,800. Um, doesn't have the best matchup against the Jazz, which may be one of the slower-paced games. Uh, but he's coming off a 31-point outing on Saturday. Uh, I think he's going to have plenty of confidence. He's going to jack up some shots. Uh, he got off 24 shot attempts in that uh, that 31-point outing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can continue to play, you know, that big of a role on offense, uh, I think that's going to be some good value in the, mm-hmm. in the upper 5,000s. Yeah, at the shooting guard spot, uh, I see also Avery Bradley potentially has a decent matchup heading to Miami, but they're pretty banged up. Yeah, M- Miami's hurting, that's for sure. Um, so I think at 6,600, he could, he could definitely be worth a look. Uh, he's the starting shooting guard, like you said, but somehow he's leading the team in rebounds per game, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a team high seven double doubles on the season already, um, and he's still a scorer, you know, putting up seventeen point nine per game. Um, see, when you put all that together, I mean, you're looking at some solid production for for a guy in the six thousands. Yeah, absolutely. Here, now uh, let's talk about that Miami game. Let's stay on there. There are a lot of injuries uh, that you need to watch out for here. Um, in particular, can you just kind of run down the whole uh, Miami injury situation because that's going to be something that uh, is going to be worth monitoring leading up to that six o'clock lineup lock. Yeah, definitely. Um, we got Tyler Johnson out. I think he had mouth surgery. Dion Waiters just got ruled out with a groin injury. Justice Winslow with a wrist injury is out. Um, and then you got even Goran Dragic with an elbow and Whiteside with a knee injury, who are both questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so obviously you want to look at Whiteside first. He's he's the highest priced guy, the guy that's going to get you the most production. Mm-hmm. Um, left knee injury currently qu- considered questionable. Um, if he's ultimately uh, held out, it it's, looks like Willie Reed would probably be the one that starts at center. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of avoiding Reed. I, I don't think he's that great. Um, he's coming off a four-game absence of his own. 
Uh, I think he had a knee injury. Mm-hmm. So I'm not risking that. And, I mean, the only other guy behind him is McRoberts, Josh McRoberts. So I'm kind of avoiding that if, if Whiteside's um, eventually kind of held out there. Um, but where I do see the values in that backcourt, I, I like Josh Richardson a lot. Um, he's sitting at 4,200. He's going to get a ton of minutes. So, all I right, mean, all right. Yeah. Even if Dragic does end up playing, I, I do like um, Richardson at that, that low 4,200 there. Absolutely. I am locking him into my lineup. As Actually, you know what? There are so many good shooting guards tonight that we just mentioned that I, I can't get Josh Richardson in my lineup True. because, of yeah. course, Levine, Clay Thompson, Avery Bradley, all those guys shooting guards. And yep. Of course, that means you have to fade DeMar DeRozan against the Sixers as well. So something to keep in mind here. Um, let's see here. Uh, it looks like Joel Embiid is going to rest tonight. Uh, one of the top... Uh, value plays on the rotowire optimizer is jaleel okafor now of course being the college guy myself watched a lot of him at duke but uh, of course haven't watched a whole lot of sixers ball here uh long story short here are you interested in jaleel okafor at 4200 i i'm i definitely say i'm interested I, I, he's gonna get the start he's no longer on you know that that 24 minute restriction but at the same time there's only one center position available. Mm-hmm. I think there's someone going to be better higher on the board there. Um, let's see. The last two games when Embiid sat out, Okafor posted 10 points and six boards against the Bulls um, and 19 points and five boards against the Wizards, which was decent. I mean, that second mm-hmm. line was, wasn't horrible, obviously. Um, but I'm just not confident enough in his production, um, despite being at 4,200, which is nice. Um, but I just that center position, I like, I like something better. All right. Yeah, well, like, give it away, Ben. Who are you rolling with at center as I'm locking my lineup in right now? At center, uh, it's tough. I mean, you got to go with something like uh, I mean, Boogie at the top if you can fit him. Yeah, Big Cat's eighty six hundred. Whiteside, of course, you got to watch here. So I like something like uh, maybe Porzingis at seventy two hundred, Howard at seventy eight hundred. Something where it's not in the is middle tier ish, mm-hmm. a little higher middle tier. Um, yeah, maybe even Al Horford at seventy five hundred. If um, it looks like he's been ruled out with a Horford personal did. thing tonight, unless oh, that's okay. that's been changed. So uh, uh, we'll not play Monday against the heat following the birth of his child okay so actually, that's a, i mean olenic would be so kelly olenic is that yeah. is that how it turns it turns out tonight actually yeah. yeah i'm gonna look at him because he ends up at 3500 so basically minimum price yeah i mean that's definitely worth a look mm-hmm. especially if no white side on the other side mm-hmm. yeah um, and Kristaps is power forward on FanDuel, so 7,200. You know, using the Kristaps Kelly Olenek combo at 3,500, uh, things are looking good. Another an- injury uh, you mentioned here, Jared Bayless uh, is questionable with a wrist injury, of course, uh, for the Sixers there. Who uh, steps up if Bayless can't go? Yeah, I mean, I think yesterday was Sergio Rodriguez. He's sitting at 4,200 on FanDuel, so fairly cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had 12 points, seven assists, and a pair of steals. Um, so nothing too crazy, but I, I still think he has the mm-hmm. potential um, to be worth a look if you're trying to fit in some of those higher contracts. Yeah, I mean, Rodriguez uh, had 26.9 fan duel points in his last one, but the game before that he had just over five. So very hit or miss. I think he's yeah. kind of a GPP play. Yeah. Just looking at his game log, I mean, he's got, you know, he had 30 fan duel points in two of his first three games. He reached 34 this season. So, yeah, Sergio Rodriguez is a possibility, but of course you need to confirm Bayless is out right. and probably limit it to your GPP lineups there. Um, Looking at the rest of the slate, any other plays you want to mention here before we sign off? Well, it looks like Troy Williams should make another start at small forward for the Grizzlies as they're still uh, uh, without Chandler Parsons That's and James former Ennis. Indiana Troy Williams, I believe. I think so, yes. Yeah, former Hoosier. Yeah, he played a full 35 minutes on Saturday. 
against the Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 18 points, three boards, and a couple assists. Um, and yeah. he does have the ability to contribute on the offensive end, which helps. Mm-hmm. Um, so at 3,700, he's definitely a player I'm keeping in mind as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Ben, thank you very much for joining us. Good luck with those DFS lineups tonight. Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests starting every week to ensure there are no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience to get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash. Play in larger tournaments for even more excitement. Or play for just a dollar. There are choices for every budget. This week on FanDuel, totally hit or miss for me. I was real big on the Jay Ajayi train, who kind of fell short a little bit against that poor San Francisco defense. We'll be back in action next week uh, to try to recoup that. But uh, overall, uh, an okay week here. But uh, once again, have all the fantasy football has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jake Latarski here, joined by Chris Benzin. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Crispy272002 for all your DFS lineup locks of the week. Uh, we're going to be talking Monday, Thursday slate on FanDuel first, and then picking uh, some cash game and GPP quarterbacks for the week. Uh, before we get going, Chris, same qu- question as Ben. Everyone's got to have a th- favorite Thanksgiving food. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? I mean, you got to like the traditional ones, but I'm also a fan of pie. I mean, obviously, (laughs) yes, yes, (laughs) not the traditional pumpkin pie, pecan pie, (laughs) apple pie, boysenberry. Uh, My favorite is probably the pumpkin, but I do, I do like to dabble in different areas. Obviously, pie is traditional, but I mean, like by traditional, I was kind of mean the more core meal, the the turkey, potato stuffing. Everyone has Mm -hmm. that. I just like I, to I gotta, mash it all I up into like, one bowl, but but the pie, you're, you're a dessert guy. Like that's what we're waiting pie. for. All right, that's good to hear, Chris. Uh, you're a big fan of pumpkin pie myself. I know DVR likes to think differently on that, but uh, hey, pumpkin pie fans on the Monday DFS podcast here. Well, Chris, we're going to talk about the Monday-Thursday NFL slate on FanDuel. Of course, just a two-game slate, unlike last week where we had three Thanksgiving Day games. But the Monday-Thursday game starts out with our Green Bay Packers heading on the road to Philadelphia, where Philadelphia is four points. Uh, they're four-point favorites. Over-under on that game is 48, as opposed to the Thursday night game, which is Dallas heading to Minnesota. Dallas are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under on that game is just 43.5. So general consensus would dictate maybe take a few more offensive players from the Green Bay Philadelphia game but uh, I guess we will wait and see here let's jump right to quarterbacks Chris Aaron Rodgers is 8900 Dak Prescott is 8000 Carson Wentz is 6800 and Sam Bradford 6700 who do you think presents the best value out of that group the best value out of the group I've I've kind of I mean I like Rodgers at 8900 mm-hmm. but Philadelphia's defense is decent and Rodgers like hasn't been lighting it up recently he hasn't been he has been playing much better than he did start I guess he has uh nearly 30 points unless he has yep. he hasn't been bad but he at 8900 I mean you still have Dak Prescott it is going against Minnesota so the question is is Minnesota's defense going to crack enough I mean, but recently Minnesota's defense hasn't been as good as it was as locked down as it had been in the past so I can see a reason to go with Dak there and I can see a a reason uh to take even Wentz at especially against the Packers at home 6,800 in that the question is which is every week is is there enough value in taking a 6,800 quarterback you really to um is there enough value in other positions exactly to 
compensate for mm-hmm. taking a lower priced quarterback with lowered expectations. Well, here's how I see it, Chris. Uh, if it's in a GPP, then I would probably go after Wentz and target that Green Bay second, Green Bay Packers secondary that's been just busted up week after week. But if you're playing in any kind of a cash game, I think your lineup needs to start with an Aaron Rodgers foundation, and there's a uh, little reason to stray away from that. Rodgers. he's a lock to go out there and throw the ball 40 times. That's the biggest thing. And his last four games, 29, 29, 27, and 33 FanDuel points. I mean, you cannot argue with that momentum. There's a reason he's the highest-priced guy. Packers are behind, and he's got to go nuts throwing the football. So I don't know if the Packers will win this game, but I do know Rodgers uh, will have at least – 20 to 20, yeah. 25 fan duel points so yeah. cash game rogers gpp's wentz for me although maybe you, you shift a little bit and go with dak except i know the vikings defense isn't quite what they were the first four weeks of the season at the same time yeah i, I don't know I, i'm not necessarily ready to go out and target them here but if you are going to target the vikings defense you might want to consider ezekiel elliott at 8600 i'm going to run down the running back position here we got matt asiata 5900 Jarrett mckinnon 5800 wendell smallwood is 5700 Ryan Matthews is out with a knee injury. Don't take Ryan Matthews. Darren Sproles, 5,400. Kenyon Barner, 5,300. Starks is 5,300. Ty Montgomery, 4,900. And Christine Michael is 4,700 here. I mean, I think the way that this slate is set up, you almost have to take Zeke Elliott because he's probably the best player on this slate with outside of Rodgers, maybe the highest floor. One question, Chris, are you in that camp? Are you inserting Zeke Elliott into every lineup? And two, who do you pair him up with? I feel as though you almost have to take Zeke, as you mentioned. There's just not enough of two other backs. You don't really know how that uh, Philadelphia backfield is going to wind up because you have Sproles playing, but he's also had some rib issues. I believe he has a cracked rib, Mm -hmm. and he's expected to play. Who knows how much he's going to play? He could re-injure that. You don't know if Smallwood is going to be the lead back there. Uh, They're pricing him. It it appears they're pricing Smallwood as they figure he's going to have the majority of the carries, Mm -hmm. but that's still no guarantee either. Uh, with McKinnon and Asiata, both of those two split carries, but like Asiata's the guy near the goal line, he may you know may score a touchdown, but he isn't really going to rush much. So, mm-hmm. really, the the most reliable guy that I see as a even, a, I mean, a Packer fan doesn't really exactly play into this, but James Starks is really a guy that you think is going to be the lead back. Mm-hmm. They do have Christine Michael in his second week; he may see a little bit of a workload. But Starks should still be the featured back there mm-hmm. that I would like that I would uh, pair with Ezekiel Elliott, and he's actually down the board. He's only at fifty three hundred on the Monday yep. Thursday slate. So, I, uh, of the two running backs, I think those are my favorites on the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely hear you, Chris. The Green Bay Packers' rushing defense was off to a historic start. They've slowed down considerably of late, and of course, Rob Kelly torched them for three touchdowns on the ground last week. So, uh, definitely something to uh, watch there. Uh, I I do worry about James Starks a little bit because I think that maybe just maybe this is the week where we start to see a little bit of Christine Michael and that's a potential obstacle to Starks being fantasy productive I I know Darren Sproles is a little bit banged up and I admittedly prefer to use Darren Sproles maybe on some other DFS sites that are full point PPR FanDuel just half a point PPR but I still think Sproles is the back that they feel the best in or they, they feel the most confident in as opposed to the rookie Smallwood Smallwood could very well have his best game of the season but he's not priced that way. He's 5700 If Smallwood were 4500 minimum price, he'd be a lock, but he's not. So I think you know, I'm going with Sproles, although I can understand the temptation with those Packer backs. Let's jump to the wide receiver spot, though. Des Bryant, the top guy on the board, 8000 Well, he's tied with Jordy Nelson, who's also 8000 But Des Bryant is going to get a big face full of Xavier Rhodes this week. Do you start or fade Des Bryant for that reason? 
I feel as though I, I almost have to fade him. He has been really productive recently. They've gotten a, a rapport, but I, I just am a little bit scared. If if you're going to go with Dak, I think you might have to go with him. Mm-hmm. You could to try maximize to maximize your upside. Yeah, to to go with um like going with Cole Beasley isn't really going to work as well anymore. They used to have more of a rapport. He hasn't done badly recently, but he's not a guy with the upside of of Dez. I think if you really want to pair two guys together, mm-hmm. it's going to be um. It would be Dak and a guy with Dak. It would be Des Bryant. So, if I'm going to do that, otherwise, I I think I might look down the list. As we mentioned, we the Mm -hmm. the over unders in the game suggest that this this Mm -hmm. Packer Philadelphia game is going to be more point heavy than the uh, in theory game. In theory, you could jump out, and there would be enough uh, cheaper options on the slate. You could start Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Devonta Adams, and Randall Cobb. Just get all the Packers points you if could, you wanted if to. You, if you think they're going to throw it like solely, mm-hmm. only throw it, which is is a good bet given what I they've mean, done recently. I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised at all if Rodgers threw fifty to fifty five times. Yes. And, you know that's just the way things have been trending lately. But looking down the board, Chris, uh, I mean the one big value play that stands out to me the most is probably Jordan Matthews at fifty six hundred. If he's ever going to have a breakout game, which he really hasn't yet this season, uh, it's going to be against the Packers and that busted up secondary, right? Yeah, I would say Jordan Matthews. Is a good Good play. I could also see Stephon Diggs if he's healthy, mm-hmm. if he's ready to go. The the Cowboys defense has given up a lot of passing yards this mm-hmm. year, and Diggs has been a huge target. Staff or um, Sam Bradford struggled a little bit last week against that Lions defense, but he was without Stephon Diggs in that game, so mm-hmm. he gets Diggs back facing uh, a defense that's a little more susceptible to the pass, mm-hmm. and I could see Diggs having a big game as well, but the question is if he's 100% with that knee issue. And you won't know with lineups locking on uh, Monday in general. You will not, so it's a little riskier mm-hmm. of a play to go with that. I do think if you go with Wentz as your GPP quarterback, you have to pair him up with Matthews, and possibly a guy like Zach Ertz at the tight yes. end position. But let's talk about the tight end position. you got Witten leading the way at 5,600, Kyle Rudolph's 5,300, Zach Ertz 5,000, and Jared Cook, who recently burst on of the scene last week he's just 4600 i mean i don't really think you looked at anybody outside of that group before but do you have a favorite out of that group before i'm looking more at probably the bottom two for my my own liking this week for i would some agree reason pick I, the guy I, in the higher over under game for sure yeah that and i i kind of like both Ertz and cook just the way i mean they're both considered decent tight ends mm-hmm. and cook obviously recently returned to the scene after being injured for a long time mm-hmm. so his price is really scene. low price is low he has a decent matchup in in a game that, as expected, as we said, higher over under, and I expect more offense. And obviously, if you're going to go with three Packers receivers, you probably don't want Cook in there too. But I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe yeah. a couple. I mean, you could do Packers like a Jordy and Devonte and Cook if you wanted to. But yeah. Uh, to be honest, I like Zach Ertz the most on this slate. I mean, the Packers gave up pretty big games with Jordan Reed and Delaney Walker recently, and I don't. I know Zach Ertz isn't quite on that echelon yet, but the way that their linebacking core is so banged up, the Green Bay Packers, I think they're going to have a tough time, and Ertz is going to very much exploit some of those run one-on-one matchups against linebackers that really probably have no business being in the National Football League uh, at some point. I mean, they're so hurt and banged up at all their positions that there's going to be some mismatches for Zach Ertz. I would agree. But let's jump ahead to Week 13 quarterbacks. Uh, we didn't have anyone on a bye last week, but this week we've got the Cleveland Browns and Josh McCown, stud, on a bye. And also the Tennessee Titans and Marcus Mariota, stud, non-sarcastic. Uh, he's also on a bye as well, so no McCown, no Mariota this week. If you're looking at cash game plays for the Sunday slate, Chris, who are the first people that you are turning to? The first people that I'm turning to, going down a little bit on the 
of the board from where you are. Mm-hmm. We're at 8,300 with Matthew Stafford, and I also like Andrew Luck at 8,100. Both of those two seem like pretty good matchups. Both are on the road, but Detroit's in a dome in that game, so that's pretty helpful mm-hmm. for Stafford. Don't have to deal with any conditions there. And New Orleans defense is just, on a weekly basis, has given up a lot of points to quarter opposing quarterbacks. And Stafford seems to be, although his points have dropped a little bit recently, I feel like this is the week he's faced some really tough defenses lately that have limited his points and, and brought down his price a little bit. But I, I could feel like this is the week he might explode back onto the scene again. Oh, yeah. And, and, and uh, especially facing that New Orleans defense, Andrew Luck, had a concussion miss last Thursday's game, but it sounds like he's trending towards the right direction of, of playing this week. Mm-hmm. And you will at least, um, assuming you're playing the Sunday slate, you will know who whether or not he's going to be available. And if he is, I do like him to go off against that Jets defense as well. Mm-hmm. So those two are probably my favorite, mainly because, well, in terms of luck, the Jets defense is pretty good against the rush, but they're not as good against the pass. So I could see that game being a pass-heavy game on both sides. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis defense, nothing special. So I could see that racking up some points as well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Those are a couple of the uh, highest over-under games on the slate. Of course, Indianapolis, if you're playing the Monday night game, and I don't quite have the over-under on that yet, uh, but that is the Monday night game, so you got to oh, include yes, that sorry. slate. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do agree with the one thing, Chris, is that Matt Stafford is absolutely due, and there's no better chance to do that on the road against the Saints. The over-under on that game is 53. That's three points higher than the next highest on the slate, which is the uh, Giants at the Steelers. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead, if we're talking cash games only, i got to take the cop out and take the highest price guy i mean drew Brees at 9300 i will take the home field stud the guy who is excellent at home going up against the team in detroit that is allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing qbs i mean that's as chalk as it gets and i know it's pretty cliche he might have some high ownership but your easiest way to a 25 five point floor is drew Brees on sunday so i gotta go with him uh i i absolutely understand maybe uh you know, taking a, saving a little bit of money with Stafford, a thousand dollars. In fact, you can upgrade elsewhere there. But uh, I think Drew Brees is your safest bet here. But Chris, what if you're trying to win life changing amounts of cash on FanDuel? You're going to enter one of those, uh, one of those. I don't know, with fifty thousand entries and for a buck or two, and it's a tournament, and you got to. You got to differentiate yourself from the crowd. Is there a quarterback uh, that uh, kind of stands out to you uh, on that slate? Yeah, the quarterback I'm going to have to go with on that slate. Is Ryan Fitzmagic Fitzpatrick going back to that at, Monday night game? Seven thousand. It is Monday night, so you have to keep in mind you have to be playing that Thursday mm-hmm. through Monday slate. But yeah. if you have that, mm-hmm. um, I do like Fitzpatrick at seven thousand. So I guess you you would have to lock in mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick before yep. or Luck before knowing because that they have to include the Thursday through Sun or Thursday mm-hmm. through Monday. There are yeah. there may be I believe slaters. Luck is back at practice today though the last time I looked. Yeah. So Luck is back practicing. I'm pretty sure he's going to play. It sounds they have like to have an, an incredible setback. So I'm pretty sure Luck's yeah. a lock to get in that game. There's no reason the Jets would pivot away from Fitzpatrick. So uh, again, there's definitely yeah. some shootout potential in there. And I mean Fitzpatrick, I don't want to say he's turned the corner, but he only had one turnover last in Week 12. So that's that's like a <laughs> Season best for him. He only he lost a fumble. He did not throw a pick. When I looked at that box score, I was like, "Wow, maybe he really is turning the corner." But yeah. I see where you're coming from there. It's going to be a high over under. We're definitely going to be talking about him next week when we talk about next week's Monday Thursday slate. Yeah, and uh, the Tuesday or sorry, the Patriots defense is not as bad against nearly as bad against the pass as 
Indianapolis is this mm-hmm. week. So definitely, as you mentioned, high over under for a reason. Mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick so should the be able to. Patriots couldn't force a turnover. How will yeah. the Colts first? Yeah, a that turnover? might be an issue for the Colts defense as well. I guess. No. We'll see which version yeah. of Fitzmagic shows up here uh, next Monday night here. But my GPP guy, if you're playing the regular Sunday only slate, you're going to be fitting right in here. That is Tyrod Taylor. He is on the road in Oakland. But he is just 7,400. And there's a lot of different reasons I like Tyrod Taylor in GPPs. One, I'm confident in what Derek Carr and the Raiders offense can do. I think they're going to have Tyrod Taylor is going to have to score a lot of points to catch up with them. Two, I think Tyrod Taylor helps things out with his legs, uh, especially when he's got a healthy LaShawn McCoy that makes any kind of read option play so much more of a threat. And uh, he's going to be able to, with 40, 50 rushing yards, that's going to bring his floor up even more. But the biggest reason, I think, is that he's going to get his boy Sammy Watkins back. Now, Sammy Watkins caught three passes for 80 yards in Sunday's matchup and uh, you know was used a little bit sparingly, but I think they kind of take him off his leash, let him out of his cage, whatever uh, message you want to say. And, and when you get Sammy Watkins, who went healthy is a top 10 maybe even top five receiver in the national football league that can make all the difference for tyrod taylor who's been really doing this uh running this offense with next to nothing so i think at 7400 tyrod could be a major steal uh in in your gpps this week yeah i definitely like uh quarterbacks that run the ball it's an added element to the fantasy game and Mm -hmm. that's something that tyrod taylor specializes in so he he scores rushing touchdowns yeah. frequently. Yeah, we normally say that about Russell Wilson. I know he was kind of a turd this week on the road in Tampa Bay. Maybe it's one of those whole West Coast teams heading East things. But Tyrod Taylor, it's the opposite. East Coast heading West. I think, uh, I mean, and Tyrod Taylor, the I mean, this division is uh, still very much up for grabs, or at least the wild card. I mean, the Patriots uh, are probably going to take the division. I shouldn't say the division's up for grabs, despite losing or despite you know a close game for the Patriots. I mean, the Dolphins are seventy-seven and four. The Bills are six and five. There's a decent chance we get at least one wild card team out of there, and if that's the case, the Bills need to step up and win. They can't afford to have a letdown on any week. So I guess that's another reason why I would uh, go for Tyrod Taylor on Sunday. Yeah, there's. There's definitely plenty of reasons to go for Tyrod. Um, I just want to throw out maybe a guy that on the Sunday slate that I like only <clears throat> the Sunday only slate. I could see a chance of going with Matt Barkley in this at, yeah. at six thousand. We did mention him before mm-hmm. the podcast. He's, yeah, I was going to kind of work that in as well. I mean, yeah. six thousand—that's a He's dirt cheap at six thousand. Coming off a pretty good week, he threw the ball fifty-four times against the Titans last week. So they're not. Uh, scared to throw the ball with them they're not they're not holding back at all through 316 yards three touchdowns over 22 points on FanDuel so you mm-hmm. got you have a in a decent matchup and here he would have been he would have had a much better day if his receivers if Bellamy and Wilson weren't just dropping touchdown yes, passes I did yes he was that was definitely happening in the red zone I, mm-hmm. I saw it even at the end of the game uh, they had a chance to win it and mm-hmm. dropped a touchdown pass in the yeah. end zone and he's at home against the 49ers defense that gave up three touchdown passes to Tannehill last week yeah. So I never thought I'd be touting Matt Barkley on this no. podcast ever. No. I mean, you know, because he had, of course, get past a couple quarterbacks, started the year third string. But, I mean, a decent GPP play. He can do a lot of things with your lineup. You know, you click Matt Barkley in, then all of a sudden, you, you know, you're at 67.50 a player, you know, and then you throw a, just a very average, say you throw Tucker in and the top defense, then you're at over 7,200 a player if you're using the top kicker. In def- I mean, there's just so much you can do with your lineups in that case. 
Before we sign off, folks, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to Rotowire.com slash pod. That's Rotowire.com slash pod for a free 10-day trial. For Chris Benzine, I'm Jake Letarski. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with uh, John McHackney and I.